Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Okay, we are live. I think we got the cue this time from Luke. I'm Jim Gerhardt, along with Bob Williams, uh, colleagues for, what, 25 or 26 more. You know, it, it, it will be 30 years um, next March. In March, right, that the radio station signed on with the mm-hmm. New Jersey 101.5 format. It, it is amazing in this industry. I know the first, uh, I've been doing this 60 years. You believe that? It's a long half, half your half your life is spent at this radio. Yeah, I, w- I went on the first air for the very first time in 1957. Gosh, how about you? Uh, 1981, hmm. Montclair State played my first record. What was your first record? Aerosmith, "Walk This Way." God, December 1st, 1981. How times changed. My first one was Johnny <laughs> Mathis with. Uh, Chances are. Okay, that's a nice one. <laughs> well, you nice remember one. that. And what, what station did you start with? Oh, God, this was uh, down in Virginia. I was in college in, in Virginia, mm-hmm. down near uh, Roanoke, Virginia, uh, Roanoke College. Okay. And it was one of the local stations there. Um, and uh, I don't remember the call letters. That's, that's fine. <laughs> tell you the You're truth. I expected to, but. But started there, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. And you, so. you've had a, an illustrious career going to some well, big cities, Seattle, Pittsburgh. It has been interesting Philly, because back in, in that day, one always jockeyed around. You never stayed anywhere very long. Right. Because you're always trying to get up to the next Moving to the next level. market. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, it, just amazingly, I have spent more time at this radio station than I did at like the 26th that I passed through. Yeah, well, we've, we've had some uh, very good ownerships that yeah. made it uh, very, very nice uh, to stay yeah. work for the people. That's, and, that's been an amazing yeah. thing about uh, New Jersey 101.5. We have had amazing management. And the management has been amazingly fortunate getting the people. Right that they have had. Yep. And the format that uh, Walter Sabo and I guess Bob McAllen right. came up with was incredible because th- what this was, this was talk radio, uh, which normally or before that had been kind of uh, what, what un- unaccompanied by frills. Right. And it was done with a format, and most of us, they picked people who had had experience in top 40, you know, rock. Right. Because we were used to the bang, you know, the whistles and the pans and everything and the, the, the sound. The music format. And, and it worked out. It uh, basically turned a music format into a talk format. And we, yep, and we treated absolutely. it like that. And, yep, yep. you know, the talk formats, the talk segments were basically the length of a song. And then we moved on to something else. And we played music in the beginning, yes, too. Yes, we, we did. That was, uh, Can you ever forget do Wah Diddy? No. That was a two-minute song. And, <laughs> two, we yeah, played every, every two-minute song right. from old. And Hungry Heart. Bruce's Hungry Heart. Yeah. And, and Light My Fire right. was one. <laughs> that's another shorty. <laughs> All right. That's a walk yeah. down our memory lane. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is interesting. I've talked a number of times about matters concerning dogs or animals. And if at this moment... 
you were in one of the states in Australia, and I'm not sure why. They have, they have states larger than ours, but they have a number of them. In one of the states, they declared uh, the whatever the government of the state is that dogs were sentient creatures, which means feeling, intelligence, and all. They passed a law that says if you do not walk your dog daily, you are subject to a fifteen hundred dollar fine. Because you're basically being cruel to the uh, dog. Yeah, and it, it's I think it's an exaggeration. If it was parallel to something I'd said last week that the that we we treat our dogs badly, not out of any sense of kindness, but out of things we don't know. Mm-hmm about the dog culture. I mean, the dog is a pack animal, and he's pretty miserable if he's out there by himself spending the day in the yard or in the house. Uh, also, the dog needs, I think Caesar Milan, the, uh, what the, the dog, dog whisperer, whisperer yeah. has said that you should walk your dog 45 minutes a day. Now, that's very difficult to do. Yes, with people's schedules. and Yeah, so we were getting up very early in the morning back during the spring and all, and uh, walking the dogs for an hour. Then it got so bloody hot, <laughs> the, the, nobody could take it anymore. And at that point, you know. the dog doesn't even want to be out there. But the dogs run. I mean, they have their own little pack of three dogs. Oh, the, uh, some, oh this is something I wanted to ask you. And uh, it has nothing to do with animals. So, somebody, oh, somebody had asked me how many cats we have. You, had, you have had several, right? Well, we have cats, but I can't say how many cats we have. Until I get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it changes. We, we have a word got around, and we have them <laughs> coming to our gate. And we had a cat, a, a little black cat, who came and sat at our gate. And he was very emaciated, so clearly he'd gotten away. It was semi-tame. It wasn't a feral cat. And these three big Dobermans of ours sitting there on the other side of the fence looking at him. And the cat was not at least affected Phased by it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so, but uh, the thing is, it's getting so that, you know, we never know who's going to show up for a free what was, meal. What was the name of the, the queen cat that you had last year? I used to talk about her. Well, uh, Katya. Katya. Katya, a beautiful cat. Katya picked up something. I don't know. Katya used to like to go out. I didn't like for her to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the only cat I had at the time. And beautiful yellow long-haired yeah. uh, cat. And uh, Katya had picked up something from the outside, which may be a lesson to people, uh, you know, with cats who let them roam. And they come in not only with the insects and the ticks oh. and the, the fleas and the like, but she had picked up something and, and passed on. Yeah. Now Katya has been replaced by Nadja. Nadja. Nadja is a Russian blue. Okay. And so I don't know why. I had one time when I, when I was in, in Russia, in uh, Leningrad, went out one night and... Uh, yeah, you know, I took a few nips from the cup that cheers with some of the in-tourist guide people there who, who took you around, but they also were keeping their eye on you. <laughs> this was back during the days of communism. And uh, there was a cat sitting in a window. We went out for a walk from the hotel. And so it was a Russian blue, or I guess Archangel Blue, whatever you call it. It was a blue cat, so I assume that's what it was, and it was in Russia. So it'll qualify. So uh, met the basic standards. And so I took the cat and uh, took the cat on a walk with me. He followed me around, and we went all around the place and came back, and I put him back where he was. But anyway, I remembered that when I saw this, uh, the blue, and I can't resist that. Nodges the new queen. Nodges the new queen. Let me get to something fairly serious. We talk about these absolutely absurd uh, events that come under the broad title of political correctness, which is such a broad umbrella 
There's so many things under it. This is in Appleton, Wisconsin. And you'll see, I'll explain why I wanted to ask you about this in a second. This is something new. Uh, in the school there, any kid speaking, like making the valedictorian address or anything, or, or any public speech in school statement, has first to submit the transcript. Then he has to swear an oath that he or she will not deviate from the transcript. Now, the transcript, of course, cannot contain any reference to, well, among other things, God. That's out, of course. Now, the, the, child, the kid has to swear an oath that he will not deviate from this agreement that he will not mention God, and he has to do it and end the oath with, so help me, God. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. I, which brings me to ask you, you're very active in, in Boy Scout mm -hmm. activities and have been for years. The Boy Scout oath, as I recall it, is on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country and, my country and to obey the Scout so law. Help other people at all help. times, keep myself physically See? strong, mentally awake, and morally, morally straight. straight. Okay. Now... <laughs> Make it official. Well, live long and that isn't what you did. And anyway, this is what we do on the moon. Uh, but seriously, how do you deal with that now in a day in which God has become declassé? Or do you get any flack for your kids saying my duty to God? No, no. Um, that's still a big part of the program. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's become a little bit more relaxed as far as what people's interpretation of that is well um, it's still but you don't expected. have to interpret it but but if you, you know see in school if you bring that up they don't ask you what your interpretation is yeah. it's simply you're using the words yeah and so i, I was just wondering if that uh no I, I i think it's still it's still a big part of the boy scout program we we don't filter what the boys say or think it's just I, uh, i'm surprised that, that no parent has complain that you make his child profess a religion well it's it's not so much a religion it's a general and it's it's become a little bit watered it's a down. cliche it's, it's very little meaning it's a feeling it's a spiritual me meaning it's it, it is certainly has become more relaxed yes but uh it's not as uh, as uh, straightforward mm. as as it used to be um the the duty to god is still important but it's more of a spiritual feeling type thing and the scout has to express that but there's no there's no restrictions or any major <laughs> in other words it doesn't in other words it doesn't have any meaning anymore <laughs> except except what you can it's it's being think. watered down as a leader who reviews do you, do you have prayers i think they used we to we do have prayers we used yes, to open with do. a prayer when i was we in the have, scouts 100 years yes, ago yes we have a uh, a boy scout a leadership position who we assigned to one of the scouts uh, the chaplain Mm -hmm. And the chaplain position is still available. It's a bona fide leadership position on, on the course to uh, becoming an Eagle Scout, one of the requirements mm -hmm. that they can choose to be a, a chaplain. And, yes, we start all our meetings with a, with a quick prayer. Non-denominational. We're not trying to push one religion over another. Just a spiritual guidance that a greater power that you believe in a greater power. So you're sort of scatter shooting to the great unknown. Hoping you hit the right one. <laughs> it could be interpreted yeah. that way, yes. Yeah. I, I just, just hopping around things going on here. The, uh, it, I was talking about the fine in Australia. Right, with the dog. For not walking a dog. How about this one in New York? You can be fined $250,000 for using the term illegal alien 
in the workplace. Hmm. So I guess that's new, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very Oof. new. Very new directive. So what is the proper term for an illegal alien? I, I, I have know? no idea what uh, Comrade Blasio has us to say now. But, you see, here's the thing. Here's where we get so silly. Illegal alien. Now, if you are an alien, that simply means, if you look it up, it simply means a person from another country right. who, whose allegiance is to another, another yes. country. He is not a... Like officially a citizen of your country. Not that's a Martian, a, not somebody yeah, from another that's, planet. That's alien. Yeah. Uh, and illegal means that you have... You're here. You're breaking a law right. if you're... Per- Pretty much. So what is wrong with illegal alien? How do you argue grammatically with that? I mean, well, what, do you, what do you call it? That's, what, that's exactly what it is, right? I, I think this, this has gotten so far. I remember in California one time, they were trying to institute a term... Misguided foreign travelers, <laughs> who I guess the the thing is that they they meant to go to Argentina, right. but the Google Maps or, or something, here, but they got they got turned around and went the wrong way, so <laughs> they are misplaced. They're lost travelers. Yeah. So uh, okay, we got some. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, listen, thanks. Uh, we we sit here and, and chat away here like a couple of magpies, but we'd like to have your. Yeah. Joining us for the chat. Your 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 input is very important. Okay, so, so Jim coming. says, since the Boy Scouts are now accepting girls, do you foresee the organization going under a rename? Well, I think it already has, yeah, uh, Jim. It, they, so. They're now calling it Scouting BSA. Uh, so it's more in... in welcoming to boys and girls. So, yes, the, so the Boy Scouts of America are not called BSA oh. anymore. They're called Scouting BSA, <laughs> I believe. So, yes, and... Uh, Changes, uh, the modifications have been made to allow girls making, uh, and this is this is something that's worth uh, think, uh, you know, talking about. Uh, the program changed; they allowed girls about two years ago into the program. Now, the big reason was so that the girls could earn the Boy Scout Eagle Scout Award. So they are allowing girls to be grandfathered into the program until they're 20 years old. So girls that joined at 16 are allowed to stay in the program until they're 20 to earn the Eagle Scout Award, the first girls. Mm. Now, that poses a whole bunch of problems. Uh, You're talking about adults being with uh, youthful boys and girls Mm -hmm. uh, as members of the same program. We're not talking about leaders. We're talking about members. members. So that's that's, that's a real concern. And I I think the the Boy Scouts have some uh, really serious issues on how they're going to really govern and and uh, okay, make let me, this program work over the next couple of years. Talking about serious issues, Douglas says, is the grip hat retired? See, I got it. Now, you see. Looks like uh, the dogs have had a little fun the, with the, that. This is cats. Oh, cats. Cats slept on my grip. Here's the grip hat. And I uh, picked it up this morning off a table. Huh? You have to go oh, out. you want to hold a hat up higher? Yeah. Or? Yeah. There it is. There's the, the famous grip hat. Uh, no, I haven't given it up, but it's covered with ca- the cat slept on it, or some cat. It looks like a whole herd of cats slept on it last night. So it's a little bit fuzzy. Uh, it's still there, Doug. The, uh, you know, and again, Douglas also says, talking about political correctness going too far. Yeah, but I sometimes wonder the, uh, the pendulum swing that seems to affect all human institutions and, and, and efforts over a period of time. I sometimes get a little concerned about if people get enough bullying from this 
they, area and these organizations. Are they going to finally stand are up? Are they going to finally stand up? I, I have a story, and I'll do this a little later. Don't let me forget it. Uh, it was a very simple way, but then somebody did uh, stand up. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I, you see this occasionally in very small matters. People finally, uh, you know, standing up to the bully. Yeah. And these are bullying organizations. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and they, uh, they get what they want through intimidation. Uh, but as long as people sit back and accept it. But the reason after people get back and, uh, and, and have to ex accept it is because look what happens if you don't. Right. Completely innocent things. You lose your job. In effect, in effect, they feel that they have the right to kill you, to destroy your life, which is your job making you forever uh, labeled yeah. with some ism or other, especially in this, it's racism and what is it, anti-LQGBT or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and and they, they achieve their end through, through just sheer outright bullying. So, and so eventually you would think that there has to be some kind of pushback. Right. And uh, we'll see what happens. Did you see uh, the Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres story this week? I saw a headline. I knew Ellen DeGeneres had done something, but I could not. I she do was, the Hubble telescope she was, when it what, comes to you, Ellen you, you DeGeneres. Find this interesting. She yeah. was at the Dallas Cowboys Green Bay Packers game uh -huh. a week or so ago, and she was sitting in the uh, the uh, Dallas box with uh, George W. Bush and uh, Jerry Jones and all the Dallas guys, and people called her out on on social media. What are you doing sitting there with George W. Bush? How dare you? He doesn't think the way you do, blah, 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 blah. Whew. Well, she came out to her credit on her show and said, hey, listen, just because we feel differently, I like the guy. I, I enjoy being with him. And just because mm -hmm. we feel differently about certain topics doesn't mean that you shouldn't like everybody. You should agree to disagree right. and things like that and I, I i admire her for that i think she got a lot of good points well maybe maybe sides. the worm is turning a little bit here and, and people will start pushing back a little bit but but some of the completely innocent things that that in a in a rational society would not cause a flurry right now become almost terminal and i get the uh uh what the the uh, the teacher in, I believe Vine, in south jersey Vineland? in violent yes. teacher mm -hmm. Who had, in regard to, well, I won't go through that whole story, but you know, the mother of the missing child. Yeah. Oh no, this is the one in Bridgeton. Got, got out of a got out, in Bridgeton. Yeah. Uh, did not get out of a car when the kids were out playing. Well, that's you know, okay. So she didn't get out of the car. We have gotten so because of all of the big stories about children uh, being in peril when they're out. We are oversensitive to that. It's possible that other people in other cultures may not be, right. but because they may not have the problem. Mm. Now. Of course, she, I don't know whatever happened to her. They were talking That's about a real mystery. Uh, removing her from the profession and all. Because she said that somehow the, the, the Mexican culture, that they weren't as vigilant, I guess, in watching their kids right. as, uh, as we are here. All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose now. And, and the, the object is to destroy this person who, who said something that somebody didn't like. Well... It's it's so simple. Uh, it, it would seem to me if she said that to me, the thing is, oh really? Have you been there? Uh, I I didn't know that. And she said, well, no, I just sort of hear that. I said, well, you know, we, we, that's you know, it's an interesting thought, but that's about it. And then we go on and talk about something else. Mm -hmm. And the same thing. I'm trying to think of recent flaps in New Jersey. Oh, the one about the Jewing down 
in Trenton. I don't know what happened to the person on the council who said that. That just dropped out of the headlines. We didn't get much more on that. Well, because Wait, there's, not, there's nothing to story? it. I'm glad it dropped out. No, there's, nothing there, there, there's nothing to it. But instead of having a huge flap with everybody getting all upset about it and going into convulsions, you know, of, of, of uh, offense, it would have been very easy to say, you know, that's a kind of an old expression. Everybody's used it. And it simply refers historically to the fact that uh, Jewish people merchants were excellent bargainers. And so in, a, in a way, you could take it as a compliment. But it's, you know, we're past that now. And, and the person would probably say, ah, you know, you're right. And, and that's it. Right. And, and you go your own way. Right. But you can't disagree with anybody because not only is your argument... It's not rebutted, really. It's simply condemned, any, any, and especially on the college campuses. This goes on. Anyway, we've heard of. Oh, oh hey, okay. Let's 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 talk to people here. Bert, it says, do you think New Jersey gun owners will ever be able to carry concealed if we get this governor out of office? Uh, no, I don't think you're ever going to get it in New no. Jersey. Well, you see, you you can't predict the future. It's very hard because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, there's also the possibility, we're talking about things going too far, the left going too far, the progressives so-called. Uh, if the progressives get us into a situation in which there is a very serious crisis, I mean, because it could be economic collapse when they decide, they get in some power and they decide to give everything away right. and everything is free and, and the economy collapses. Democracies historically... When they get into a crisis of the purge of collapsing, they are always replaced by a dictatorship. Mm. And this often involves the military moving in. Yeah. So now this is an extreme. I'm not predicting that or making it some kind of a conspiracy theory, but it's always possible these things can happen. Who knows what could happen? So you can't predict it. But let, let us say that the status quo uh, obtains. No, Bert, I, I don't think you're ever going to, to get that in New Jersey. Um, even, if you, even if the other party gets into office, which that's another no. subject, who's going to get in office? The, the gun laws are so restrictive here to begin with. You got the, uh, the, well, conden the, con the, the, the condensed population here. I'd be very, very surprised if that ever happened. Well, what is the one we have now, the red flag law that just went into effect? That if anybody in a family or in the uh, judicial, the constabulary, the police, think a person might be a threat to him or herself or to others, a member of the family and the police can take that into a court. And it's heard immediately, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. They have to interrupt whatever it is they're doing. And they make a decision, the judge, uh, and they can take the weapons. Mm -hmm. There's a certain amount of sense in that. But... There's not a certain sense. There's not a certain bit of sense in the public. Right. So, all of these things can be abused, and we know that many of the right. the, the, the laws are. So, Judy had Judy had a uh, Judy Franco yeah. on the had a very nice piece that she wrote, and this I don't know what the specific case was, but she was dealing with this great explosion of these sexual harassment uh, lawsuits going on in which they are not necessarily based on what we had thought. In other words, it's not rape right. or a physical assault in any way, but somebody who's just not comfortable with someone else's actions. Mm. And that is a, whether you were offended by somebody's behavior, that is a, that's a subjective thing. 
Now I notice that old Al Franken is back. Remember oh, Al Franken? Al, yeah, he's, he's reformed. Or Al he's Franken was forgotten. A, he was a third-rate comedian and a fourth-rate uh, senator. But, oh, but he got out. He, he was disgraced. They refer to him now as disgraced Senator Al Franken. Now, I have no love for Al Franken, but in fairness, uh, the, the accusations that had him thrown out of the Senate or, does, or, you know, get out one step ahead of the posse was that he pinched a couple ladies on the backside. <laughs> right. Uh, and the latest one, somebody else has come out of the woodpile. Now, now Judy's argument is, or, or her, her stance, that this is all lawyers because once they found out that you can, the Gloria Allreds of the world and mm-hmm. all, that you can make a fortune by suing, day, yeah. by suing a person with deep pockets over a subjective reaction that I, I think maybe he meant something. So, I mean, if, if a person actually touches, manhandles, or somehow disparages a person to the point that it actually does some harm, rape, obviously. I mean, you throw the book right, at them, put, no, them, put them under the institution. No question. But these that. crazy things, they had a senator years ago. Anybody remember Senator Packwood? I remember the name. Who became known as Kissin' Bob. He oh, was a right. United States senator. Yes. United, this, oh, this shows how the Senate work. I, I, it works. I'll get into a, a little extra on that one. That he was accused, the United States senator, he was accused of just walking up to young ladies. Well, he knew them. I mean, they're in the, in the Senate office building and kissing them. And he was tried for that by the Senate, and they condemned him and uh, expelled him from the Senate over it. Now, as nobody said that he actually, uh, what, mauled a person or certainly didn't come as far as rape. He didn't hurt anybody. It was very unpleasant. But it seems to me that somebody would be better if someone just told him to cut it the hell out. Mm. But I guess being a senator. Would you put him on the same uh, uh, level as uh, Biden, who was uh, being accused of inappropriate? uh, Yeah, sure. Uncomfortable. Has he been accused of raping anybody? No, but he's physically been, harming anybody. He's been accused of kissing, invading hunting. people's space. Oh, for God's sake, stuff. invading space! Yeah. You talk about how precious is people's space. Go into uh, to uh, Grand Central Station some morning during the rush hour, right. and take a look at how valuable people's space are. Everybody's Excuse shoulder me. to shoulder. You're invading yeah, you, my space. You, <laughs> you say, oh, "Well, I mean, this is nice. This this is like having a safe place right. where you are safe from hearing somebody else's opinion." A little bunch of hot house, wilting hot house flowers. There was a, I keep digressing, but uh, a French writer named André Gide who was writing to somebody or other, and he's describing a person that they both knew who was, and it reminds me of some of these, these little college, you know, flakes that all that are so sensitive. And he said that so-and-so, it's like having a wick, a, a, a wet, sick puppy mm-hmm. jump up, put his paws on you, and let you feel him tremble. And I think they're kind of like that. Oh, the other thing with Packwood. Now, they had the famous Packwood diaries. And the diaries were trotted out. In fact, they were published. He kept a diary of his daily activity. And he'd actually put in there, oh, kiss Mary Jane today. <laughs> so, but other things. Now, now, here's the Senate. Now, he got thrown out for that. But here's another one in the diary. He said, so-and-so, a lobbyist for one of the big industries, came into my office today and sat down, and we were talking, and I said, oh, guess what? I've just been put on the OSHA committee, which oversees activities. He said he immediately took out his checkbook, wrote me out a check for (laughs) (laughs) $12,000. Nobody lifted an eye. Nobody responded to that at all. 
<laughs> this is obviously a bribe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's right out there written down. Okay. Oh, boy. What's uh, some of the things happening? You, you got something that you... Uh... Oh, I'd, I'd love to oh, talk oh. about what Doug's talking about. Yeah. That's great. All right, Douglas, uh, your turn. You, you, you read Douglas's. Doug says, entry. let's talk about political correctness, like renaming Columbus Day, <laughs> Indigenous Peoples Day. He, Doug says it's totally oh, out of work. Of course it's out of work. If you want an Indigenous Persons Day, I think it's great. But have an Indigenous Persons Day. The way they were doing it is purely a smack at, at Columbus, right. the Knights of Columbus. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, which is a Catholic organization. But uh, sure, if you don't like history and what happened, it's fine, but you can't change it. Right. Well, look at all the advertising. Listen on the radio, TV this week, Columbus Day sale, 50% off, blah, blah, blah. You know, well, I'm waiting for the Indigenous Peoples Day yeah. sale. That, you think that would be a better sale than Columbus I, Day? I, I agree with you. See, some of this stuff is so so blatheringly wacky yeah. that it, it's, it just defies any, any kind of reason. Right. But we sit back and take it, and uh, it, it's, uh, you, you just wonder how much people will take. It's it, it's silly. It's it's just ridiculous. Come on. It's like how can you? Uh, just just crazy the way people just <laughs> you know, think. Like people sit uh, up nights yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. stuff to annoy others. You and I are doing the same thing. You just want to sit here and, and I lose really? track of what I'm saying. Just want to shake my head. How the hell did we get here? Yeah. How did we get here? I don't know. Who's but your favorite indigenous person? My favorite. You know, living. Uh, whatever. Well, it's not Elizabeth Warren. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite indigenous person. Uh, well, living, I don't. I don't. Dead, imaginary. I, I, you know, the first thing I'm thinking of is any, did I ever know any Eskimos? No. That's right. It's not no. only uh, Native Americans. It could be. Um, it could be uh, Pacific Islanders and things like that, right? Well, South Sea slash other. South, I saw right. that one South time. Sea. South Sea slash other. Who's your favorite South, Le- South Seas slash other? We had, I tell you what, I can wrap that up very quickly uh, in one person and, and covers all of these areas. We had a person who worked here once who was a, a very interesting person. But ancestrally, uh, I guess genetically, she was... American Indian, mm-hmm. in her energies, Hispanic, South Sea slash other, mm. and Jewish. That covers most of it. She, right? so the station only had to employ one person to right, meet, to, right, meet all of the uh, requirements. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. That, that's a hard well, one to answer. Well, here, here's one for everyone that's you know in favor of indigenous persons. Why don't they get behind that project out at Mount Rushmore, where I believe that they've been trying to construct and i forget is it running eagle or the um the native american who was prominent back in the the 1800s during the the wars out well there. many of them were yeah but there was one that, that they were trying to construct a a a, a stone structure stone stone huh. structure in south dakota near, near um, well, good. mount rushmore well that was why their land why, why don't, don't, why, don't why, why don't they get behind yeah. that i think the funding has has dried up that's why it hasn't hmm. finished and i forget the name of the um, i think of the individual that they were going to be historically probably prince joseph of the nez pierce who were plighted his spear and said from where the sun now stands i will make no war forever hmm. and uh so there, I mean, there's so many to choose from, but you have to historically. I, you know, it's an interesting question you ask. Yeah. I have run across people who were of now you're supposed to say Native American, but most of the people I've talked with, both on the air, you know, and, and people you encounter, 
of, of that particular ancestry very proud of the Indian name because uh, and, and this business of changing the name of teams I know William and Mary which is the second oldest college in the country down in Virginia Williamsburg right. Virginia uh, their mascot was the tribe to mm-hmm. Indians well of course some politically correct white college professors had decided that they had to change that, the usual thing, right. like uh, Stanford changed from Indians to Cardinals and, you know, how that worked. So, anyway, but the local Indians protested because they, they liked it. Like you see, what, what it stood for, I mean, it was his honor, like the Redskins, the Washington and the right. Cleveland and the like. In, in the mind of the people who are uh, using that to designate uh, qualities in their athletes, this stands for courage. Yes. Uh, integrity, uh, and it's very, very high things. And talk about the Atlanta Braves, um, another uh, baseball franchise. They had a mascot who was a a genuine Native American Uh called Chief Nakahoma. Chief Nakahoma, yeah. Yeah, but he was a, I was reading up on him this week, Uh, he was a true Native American, and they paid him to sit in a teepee (laughs) out in left field. (laughs) Uh, to, uh, to root yes, the Braves I off. remember and that. And he actually went on the mound, from what I was reading, uh, uh, before games and said a prayer to help the Braves uh, win. Hmm. And uh, well, Some years it works, some years, you know. But uh, the funny thing, moving on, the, the couple of years that the Braves were doing well, they took him away because the, the, the team shared a stadium with the football team. Mm-hmm. So they needed the seats during the football <laughs> season, so they removed the teepee. And Chief Nakahoma was was removed for a couple of weeks. The Braves tanked. They didn't do well because they didn't have uh-huh. the blessing of Chief Nakahoma. But th- there was a, you know, th- there was a bona fide Native American, and they took him away for political correctness, more than likely. Yeah. Back in the late eighties. Something. And the, and, oh, the Redskins too. You heard, uh, you heard about the Redskins latest. Uh, right? Have we got time? I, I would like to do this, I mean, Eddie. Uh, and I don't want I, I don't I don't really want to get into that because he says, can you guys touch on all this impeachment BS, as I call it? Well, of course, is what it is. It's a big campaign to dominate right. the news between now and the election. So the people will concentrate on this. They'll see right. this in the, uh, the media, the mass yeah. media. This is all you're going to hear about. Don't let it bother you, Eddie. Yeah. What you said it is is it probably is what, what it, it is. is. Yeah, Eddie yeah. called it right. Uh, but it, it, it's, see, that way the people will not be presented with issues, real issues. Right, so that they can decide The immigration, the economy, uh, national defense, you know, all of these things. You won't hear anything about that because this will be totally dominant. Right. And so that gets the uh, certainly the left off the hook. Right. And it's formulating uh, for, people's opinions by and large. Yeah. Don't give well, up. Don't I, I, your I, I want to make a leap here uh, to something that's going on right now. Watch this. It is very possible that this might be the abs- the end. No kidding of the Trump presidency and reign. Really? Yes. Uh, not not the impeachment, but the, what he did this this uh, policy to remove the troops from uh, Syria. Mm-hmm. Now, here's why I say that. That American people, I think, are very sensitive to uh, the sense of betrayal. And here it is, obviously, and there's no way of getting around this. 
removing the troops that were working with the Kurds who were instrumental in getting rid of ISIS. In fact, they, they have thousands and thousands of ISIS prisoners right now yes. who are probably going to get released once the what, troops come down the Turkish. What, what is going on behind that? I, mean, I don't know. You see, th this is the problem. We don't know why. There may be some reason for this. But as it stands right now, they removed the American support Yes. For those fighters, and it's yeah, the Kurds the in, for, in Iraq and in Syria. Open the way for and the that Turkish opens the in. way for the Turks to come in, who said they are. Now, not the Turkish government, but certainly the Turkish, what, uh, the, the Muslim influence there, right. has already said that they are death to, any, to all unbelievers. Now, there are large Christian populations in this Kurdish area. So that stands for some kind of religious genocide possibility. Mm -hmm. Now... But here, here's my point. We know in New Jersey, when Governor Christie fell into disrepute, you had Bridgegate, sure, but I don't think that bothered the average person that much. But what did was the sense that he had betrayed New Jersey by spending all of his time running for the presidency and left us. Mm. So our, our, our response to a feeling of that uh, we have been betrayed. Now, how do you not attach that to this presidential move? Right who is betraying people who are our allies, that we, in other words, we coaxed into supporting us to fight ISIS. And all of a sudden, we're going to pull out now and leave them in the face of overwhelming force by an enemy that's determined to annihilate them. Right. Uh, and this was done by a presidential order. Right. Now, I don't know, as you said, maybe there's a Could reason. Could that be turned around over the next week? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, it's too late. Much. I mean, they're already, I mean, how many, how many people have to die before you decide, right. you know, well, I think, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll do something else right. this time. This, and this time, no kidding. Anyway, it was simply a thought. Mm -hmm. Because I think in addition to the right uh, support, the progressive uh, of, of, of getting rid of a president or replacing a president, one we, either with the vote in uh, 2020 or with this impeachment thing, uh, I think they're going to be joined and get a certain amount of sympathy from people who would be on the other side of the ideological fence and who would feel that how, who in the world will ever believe this country again? Who is, who is going to want to be our ally when it is the essence of when we suck people in to, to working with us and entering into a serious life-threatening military situation with us, mm -hmm. and then we all of a sudden say, ta-ta, and it's pull out and, happened a couple and, and times in the past, leave them too. holding the bag. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. I, again, I, that's, uh, that's something that yeah. possibly to look for. Do you have time to talk about the water issue? I know you Just quickly, to. because I'm not sure I understand this. Okay, this is uh, uh, Governor Murphy. Uh, the story, as I understand it, he has asked for legislation that would allow, uh, in fact, it's going to go on a ballot, I think. Uh, I, I think it's too late to get it on this current ballot. Probably. Except the, it seems the Democrats can do anything they want with a ballot, <laughs> as per replacing Bob Torricelli with Granny Lautenberg in that election. But uh, when it was much too late under the Constitution to do it. But uh, this would allow the state to borrow an additional $500 million, half a billion dollars, and to increase water rates, which I guess would be a tax, or allow the companies to do it. Now, here is my question. Obviously, we need this. It's estimated we need $2 billion. So this is only a, a small part of it, what we need. But anyway, it is a start under the guise of de-letting uh, these various parts of the infrastructure that were put together with, with lead. So... He wants to do that and let the companies raise the rates. My question is, and maybe it's an invalid question, 
Why do the taxpayers have to pay for the water company's infrastructure? Agreed. Because we don't pay for the oil companies or the gas companies' pipelines. These are profit-making companies. And, I, and, and I, as I, best I understand, most of the water companies in our area, anyway, are owned by what, one German company, I think, or at least it was at one time. And so somebody's making some money on well, this. I know, I know a lot, so of, a, lot why, of local, a lot of local companies have been bought up. Yeah, sure, sure. So, so why, where is their share? I guess my question is, what is their share? He didn't mention that. No, because the, but, the homeowners, a lot of homeowners, they're technically responsible. Bill and I were talking about this on the air, that um, you are responsible for the small amount of connection out of your home mm -hmm. into the main connection on the street for yeah. the water and the sewer. Mm -hmm. So is this loan, is this repair project going to cover that portion of the piping? Or does that come under the homeowners? My, no, my understanding is it's, it's the large uh, the main, part the main of the, uh, the, the system right. rather than that. But you would think that the, the cities like Patterson, and I saw that they oh, were getting out there in front of it uh, trying to be proactive before they run into a crisis like Newark. And you got to presume that Camden and the other, Elizabeth, the older cities in New Jersey, are going to be really, really under the right. gun as well with the same sort of issue that Newark's had. You know something, uh, and it's it's a very scary thing, but the whole water situation, not only in this country but worldwide, is terrifying. Uh, the city of Cape Town, South Africa, for example, ran out of water. That's a huge city. And they had to, they had what they call day zero in which they would cut it off. There would be no more water. And people could, uh, they would provide some, you know, trucks going around like we do in hurricane aftermath for just enough water. Uh, uh, and there are many cities like that. Mexico City, which is now, I think, the largest city in the world mm. in population. Right. Uh, terrible water crisis. And half of the water they do have available is lost through broken pipes. <laughs> so where do you go with this? And so the, the want of potable water. Uh, I think the um, certainly, if not us, our children are going to be paying dear... It has been said that water is the next oil, and people are people are starting to buy up water rights now. And we're sitting on top of one of the largest aquifers in the world, in New Jersey. And um, so, if there is a worldwide water crisis, people are going to do anything to get water. Yes. And don't be surprised if we don't come, get come looking for us. Come looking for it. All right, that, that's an if. Okay. Uh, gosh, there's so many things here we could kick around, but let us not. Let us save. Unless you've got something original. No, I think we're good. Huh? I think I, we blew out our pipes, <laughs> you know, as it were. were I, I've, I've discovered something other than don't let uh, the cat sleep on my grip hat. Uh, so I had to wear one this morning. And, I, and see, I got my Porsche hat on now, but I could also use that as a warning. And is it don't let mice get in your Porsche? <laughs> in Stuttgart, yeah, I, I, well, I had a Boxster I loved, ruined by mice. And, and here is a beautiful big car, uh, which was made by incredible engineering, destroyed by a little mouse or mice, a family of mice. In Stuttgart, where they made all the Boxsters, they would take cornmeal and rub it on the, the uh, wiring cables, right. you know, yes. so they right. sort of, instead of greasing mm -hmm. them. And so I, I had mine sitting in the yard for a while under a cover, but unbeknownst to me, the mice found that like the cats find my front <laughs> gate. <laughs> and and they, they did some damage, 
that nobody could figure out. And I had it in all kind of dealerships. I had experts, uh, mechanics. You know, nobody could figure out. Finally, I sold as a German mechanic. And I took a loss on it, but, you know, you cut your losses. And what do we do? We'd be riding along beautifully, and all of a sudden the engine would just cut out, and all the lights in on the dash would start flashing. Now, you could real quick turn the key off and turn it back on. Chances are it would restart. But at 80 miles an hour in traffic on the parkway, I'm not sure, no. <laughs> or, or the turnpike, that I want to take that not risk. A good time. Yeah. But anyway, and he thought he could fix it. So he bought the car, and he was a hotshot. He knew exactly what it was. He did something to it. And I understand later that he's probably sold it 12 times now because everybody he sells it to comes back with the same problem. <laughs> so hard times. I'm down to my last one now. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of perils living in the state of New Jersey you've got to watch out for. Hey, thank you very, very much. Uh, and uh, Back next Thursday. Today was a special day because they rented out the newsroom yesterday. Yeah. For bigger project but uh we'll be back next thursday 10 30 right here on facebook live that's october the 17th okay sounds right. good sounds right. good thank you very much okay. thanks back. the more things change the more they stay the same from nj1015.com this is the new jim gerhardt podcast the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done